What's going on, ladies and gents? Dalibor here for T3G. Welcome to the Tangents Podcast. Also, Daily Coffee. Also, uh, Panels on Pages. This is where we talk comic books every week on caffeine.tv slash T3G Media. Today, we were supposed to have a guest, um, a considerable guest, if you would, a uh, creator of one of the indie books that I recently purchased, uh, that is within the alphabet, actually, of, uh, of how, I'm, how I've been going through my library. However, uh, that was uh, not, t- not fated for this week. Uh, apparently, there was a, an emergency, you know, and, you know, you got to handle what you got to handle. So, had to kind of, uh, with the quickness, pick the next, uh, the next book we were going to be doing. Well, one of the next books. It's, I'm kind of adjusting the alphabet uh, because I'm trying to, you know, get, get, I'm trying to get some different views on this. I'm trying to get some creators on. Uh, so I've got three books lined up that I'm trying to get creators for kind of right here in the A's. So, you know, gotta, gotta go to the next, the next A letter. So, uh, for those watching and listening in the future, we broadcast this on caffeine.tv slash T3G Media every single Wednesday. Usually in the morning, it is uh, rather late in the evening at this point, uh, but that was the schedule, and, uh, you know, once you cancel a late thing, you gotta kinda just do a late thing anyway. So, yeah. We're gonna be talking heroes, ages, age of heroes, the heroic age. But I wanna tell you a story first. Let's let's go back to let's call them the mid seventies, early to mid seventies. Uh, and it's really hard to compare. Marvel Universe timeline is so very skewed and very strange that it is incredibly difficult to actually know when it happened in the Marvel Universe. But many decades ago, the Illuminati, which I'll get into on another show, I'm sure, the Illum- the Marvels and Marvels Illuminati, the original Illuminati. Uh, really kind of pissed off the scrolls. And on that note, the scrolls were like, you know what? Um, why don't we just go and invade? Uh, and aside from the kind of classic invasion attempts and wars and such that we dealt with the Kree Scroll War and things like that, uh, I think this actually followed the Kree Scroll War. They were like, you know what? Let's uh, let's be a little, you know, we're shapeshifters. Let's let's do it on the low. Let's keep it keep it quiet. And then, some stuff that was originally, I think, not meant to be, not meant to be all part of this, but the Secret Empire is the event that followed. Now, to precede the Secret Empire, uh, what has happened is that the superhero civil war has occurred. Tony Stark has taken over the reins of Shield. There is the Avengers Initiative. Uh, which has placed a superhero team in every single state. And then we come to find out that a bunch of the heroes, a bunch of people, are all scrolls. Not just like here and there, but... So to get, to get back to what I was saying before, what was going on along the line was in 1998, the heroes returned from the Reborn timeline. Again, something we'll talk about later. In... That year, that was it? yeah, it would have been that year. It was pretty early on in the in the Captain America series. In the Captain America series, a Skrull Cap uh, kind of tried to rally people against the Skrull menace, and it was they were just trying to bring up hate. It was a good story. It was a good read. Um, however, that was meant to be a one-off. Uh, similarly, in the X Men books, 
due to some dimension and time hopping, uh, the X-Men happened upon the upon a moon of the Skrull homeworld just prior to its consumption by Galactus. Now, uh, for those who know comic books, Galactus is uh, the devourer of worlds. Uh, not that not that gas thing that happened in Fantastic Four too. That, that was no. <laughs> but what uh, what that turned out to do is. Uh, that they ended up bringing Skrull Wolverine home. I still don't really remember how that was all logiced. Because, like, Skrull Wolverine came down. But at the same time, like, Apocalypse got a hold of normal Wolverine. I don't know. It was very strange. Anyway, so again, this was another situation where uh, what they found was this moon where they were training how to be heroes. They were, you know, they, they had a... A team of Avengers roaming around and such. And essentially it was training grounds and teaching people how to properly act like the Marvel heroes. And at the time, it again, I think this was a this was intended to be a one-off. Kind of a, oh man, wouldn't it be crazy? But then I feel like somebody read that story and picked it right up. So then what we end up with is scrolls everywhere. One of the greatest lines ever uttered by Nicholas Fury, Nicholas J. Fury, the original. Because um, <laughs> the, the whole thing with the Skrulls, they were talking about their god, and he, he loves you, and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, our god will something, something, and then he turns, he comes back around with, yeah, well, my god has a hammer. The reason that was important is because prior to this event, uh, Thor was gone. Thor had been gone for a while. Welcome, Edley, to the broadcast. Uh, before we go into the book, I'm just talking about the the history leading up to it. Uh, very long story short, due to a uh, royal piss-off by the original Illuminati from, in Marvel, uh, the Skrulls got royally ticked, and they decided to invade on the low. And down the line, Superhero Registration Act uh, happens after the disassembly of the Avengers. Avengers... Uh, during the disassembly of the Avengers, Thor disappeared, if I recall correctly. While he was gone during the Civil War, they created a fake Thor. And during the Secret Invasion, uh, the Secret Empire storyline, rather, um, Nicholas J. Fury comes up with, yeah, well, my god has a hammer. Thank thanks to the uh, recently returned Thor, who had, let me tell you, some words. Some words for Iron Man and Hank Pym and Reed Richards about the fake Thor. Um, so, upon that event, the public mistrust of pretty much all the heroes is kind of like, at an all-time high. They they say Tony Stark was in charge of uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, he's clearly got to be the one whose fault it is. He was also severely manipulated by the Skrull Queen and you know, was led to believe that he was a uh, uh, scroll, and there's just a whole lot to that. So, in their infinite wisdom, they empower Norman Osborn. Uh, to those who have been reading or watching comics or watching comic book-related material, Spider-Man-related material in particular, you know that Norman Osborn is a psychopath and a villain. But to the majority of people, he was still just a businessman, because apparently up until this point, he still had not been outed as the Green Goblin. Which is crazy to me. Just insane. It's been 50, 60 years at this point. 
Anyway, uh, they put him in charge. He, uh, instead of running S.H.I.E.L.D., he disbands S.H.I.E.L.D. and puts in operation an organization called HAMMER. H-A-M-M-E-R. Of course, it is an acronym. And uh, during that se- during that series of events, which was, which was in total called The Dark Reign... Uh, we got a dark team of X-Men. We had the the Avengers under the lead of Norman Osborn. We had Welcome. Uh, Blotter, how are you doing today? Uh, yeah, there was just a lot of stuff going on. And But at the end of the day, you know, the heroes prevailed. But there was a massive siege on Asgard. And that's kind of what this follows. This follows the siege on Asgard. Uh, Osborn on camera in front of the the world by the way his own his own problem he he created his own situation to, he's like you know what we're going to televise this assault on on Asgard because they're on oh thank you uh, he's like we're going to televise this assault on Asgard because they're on American land and we're going to blah blah whatever you know just propaganda nonsense so he brings all the cameras with and during the, the whole situation gets his butt kicked and because of that has this br- goblin moment on camera on live television and uh, then Norman Osborn is finally outed as the as the goblin and that's where we are Asgard has fallen Hammer has been shut down and we're just all picking up the pieces which is what this is it was called the heroic age it was the return you know after after the secret empire after the civil war after the dark reign we needed to brighten it up needed to to get things a little up there and we are in the heroic age this was actually a limited series it was four issues and it was kind of just little slices of life throughout the marvel universe following the events of dark rain this is probably for the first one j john jameson thumb on the pulse um j john jameson at this point had become mayor of new york city uh, which i thought was very interesting due to his kind of I mean, I guess really not, you know, if you're going to put somebody who's just loud and talks a lot of trash into office, it's got to be Joe Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we we have J. Jonah Jameson as mayor, and uh, he's kind of always had this thing, right? It's always, it was always Spider-Man, uh, human menace, or Spider-Man, you know, menace. That was always the headline, because that was what Spider-Man uh, was to him. Uh, that, that was what all the heroes were to him. J. Jonah Jameson has never liked costumed heroes. That's always been his thing. He, in this, is now kind of trying to plan his big speech about how he's going to rally people against the Avengers and against all the all the heroes because it doesn't matter if they're heroes or villains. It's, they're just fighting. They're always just fighting, and they're fighting on our land and destroying our buildings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he's essentially going to try to ter- take this, you know, for us, the readers, tragedy, uh, here are the, the the shots that he's reading in his research. There's that goblin moment. He's going to try to take all of this that's happened and turn it, you know, PR spin, classic politician move. And he's going to try to get people on his side, right? People are going to agree with him now. They've seen what happens when heroes just run rampant. And he says... They need somebody like like them, some you know, one of them who's who's not separate, who's not away from them. And then he realizes I'm being driven around in a car. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna step outside. I'm gonna walk the streets, to take in the city. As he's walking, you know, he's still recording his things, trying to figure out how he's gonna phrase it all. And then as he's doing it, a 
literal tsunami is about to hit Madrid. I'm sorry, that says Mississippi. I don't know. New Madrid. Yeah, it was the New Madrid fault that was triggered. I don't know how that's in Mississippi. I'm not really sure. My geography is terrible. Anyway, uh, an enormous, an enormous uh, tsunami is about to hit Mississippi, coastal, coastal Mississippi. And the Avengers show up. And they're wrecking it. They're killing it, you know. They're, they're doing it. And he's like, yeah, this is it right here. They're going to see him. You know, they're just doing whatever they want to do. And then people are like, yeah, go Avengers. And he's like, dang. He's like, don't these people know? You know, it's all nonsense. It's all garbage. And here, the people are just like, yeah, finally someone's back on our side, right? Someone's, someone's going to bat for us. And he walks away and he says, hey, that speech we were going to do, cut it. Do a new speech where we're talking about how much the Avengers have done good for us. And, you know, again, the people are already on that mentality. They're already going to try to fight these heroes. And they're like, he's like, you know what? Sometimes to lead, you got to get out in front of wherever they're going anyway. And I thought that was a brilliant line. I thought that was really well written because he's like, you know what? But save all the drafts of that other speech, because you never know. You never know. Which is, again, classic politician. I thought it was a very good uh, little little slice into that, that corner of the world. Um, his mayoral reign kind of comes into play in the Spider-Man book that, that comes out of the heroic age. Rather, the Spider-Man stories. The books were all still there. But, yeah, it was, it was a very interesting take. Next, we have a slice of life from the day in the life of the Sorcerer Supreme. Now, I know what you're thinking. If you're not deep into the Marvel Comics universe, the Sorcerer Supreme is Doctor Stephen Strange, right? No, no, no. Uh, essentially, essentially, he was said, he was told that uh, he was no longer worthy, and uh, someone else is going to take over. And Brother Voodoo was the guy. So they gave him, uh, they gave him the the Eye of Agamotto, the Book of the Vishanti, and all the books. And yeah, he was the guy. Except he was also sharing his body with his brother, and that, you know, that gets a little weird. Never have any privacy. So uh, he's trying to have a, he's trying to have this date. He's like, "Yo, we gotta go. Um, everyone's gonna die." You know, these guys these guys come through and they establish a beachhead in our world. Dates aren't really gonna matter anymore. He's like, "All right, fine, let's go." comes back and this is the second time this is the second time he's ducked out on a date he's like oh, no, no no don't go don't go don't go trust me trust me trust me let me explain myself let me explain myself but somebody followed him from the from the fight he's like son of a so he goes he fights this <laughs> goblin thing and i don't know what he did to it because right here he was fighting it the thing was about to stab him in the face and then he had ripped off the flower that was on him there's a flower right there i don't know if he turned him into that flower or what exactly happened but anyway it, it, this is about trying to get back to normalcy. I think each of these is a little kind of theme of of what you do after kind of really bad events, really terrible stuff. And yeah, this is just about getting back to normalcy. He's just trying to get. He's just trying to get some. I think that's about as normal as as anything gets. That's that's as American as apple pie. <laughs> uh, next, we have a. Uh, a, a peek over the border into uh, over the over the ocean rather into England, where now by the way, in the theme of deposing the leader of the current establishment, so Nick Fury got ousted by 
Tony Stark. Tony Stark got ousted by Norman Osborn, and once Norman Osborn was taken down, Steve Rogers, recently returned from the dead, takes over as the leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. Also, as the Supreme Overlord of the Avengers, I don't even know what to call him. All I know is he was kind of running the show across the board. He was running S.H.I.E.L.D., he was running three or four Avengers teams, one of which was like a stealth covert ops team, which that was a good read. We'll get to those. That I've got some of those. But yeah. Uh, it also has one of my favorite characters of all time, Pete Wisdom. Pete Wisdom is a, a classic cynic, and he is uh, super against Captain Britain, who is uh, England's kind of... I wouldn't even say Captain America, but he's like their next level. He's their Superman, right? It's, but the, the thing is, Captain Britain, in a, man, like a really condensed version is that it, his whole story is that he is magically connected to England. He is kind of, not the spirit of, but he's like the guardian of England. And uh, the land is protected by him of all, all sorts of various threats. And Captain America's like, yo, uh, you uh, want to be an Avenger? Like, big time, you know. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what? And Pete Wisdom, who apparently is his counterpart over there, he's like, no, 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 no. He's, no, this is this is ours. This is ours. This, we, we did something for ourselves. We're, we're going to keep this. And then the other uh, the other hero's like, um, why are you an asshole? And he's like, fine. No, no, it's fine. You t- t- take him. Take him. Take him. <laughs> and he's like, hope it doesn't kill us. You know, hope my altruism doesn't kill us. Uh, again, in a, in a return to normalcy, Spider-Man's uh, fighting some dude, and it's like, it's a brand new Age of Shiny, uh, everyone can tell the good guys from the bad guys, and people just start throwing stuff at him, and they're blaming him for tying up Fifth Avenue, and calling him a menace, and yeah, it's what happens, right? It's what happens. He's like, there's no place like home, because that's it's what it's always been for Peter Parker, Spider-Man. He's always had to deal with that, and for him, you know, he's, he doesn't need to be a, a big-ass hero. He's just this dude. And he takes it all in stride. Then in, in in volume two, section two, issue two of this, we touch base with gravity again, uh, trying to find the value of being a hero. He's, he's wondering, you know what? I'm done. I'm just going to go. I'm going to quit. I'm going to live my life. And then, you know, there's an explosion, as there tend to be in comic books. And then he's calling, and he's calling support. But the problem is, he realizes there are people, and there is a threat in this guy, who apparently is the bastard son of the radioactive man. And he's like, you know what, I'm going to fight this dude, try to stop him. And essentially, in this fight, he figures out, yeah, one more hero is going to make a difference, and I'm going to keep being a hero. Uh, then subsequently, we apparently set up a series called American Sun. This is supposed to be Harry Osborn. At least that's the setup, because American Sun was the persona that Norman Osborn tried to give him uh, when he was the Iron Patriot and leader of the Avengers. Kind of to to give him more... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More of a appeal. Uh, <laughs> I, I did like the, 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 the... What is it? Where's the thing right there? There it is. Uh... One of the things I found out about was the American Sun Project. A suit of armor built for his son, Harry Osborn. Sort of a My First Iron Man, I guess. Uh, which is like a toy reference, which is fantastic. 
Uh, so I thought that was pretty hilarious. Uh, Peter Parker shows up and he's like, uh, you know, this you can't just go around stabbing people through the chest. Also, I thought this was like a super not proportionate response. Like he stabbed a dude in the chest in the middle of like a town square, potentially New York, and it's like that. I mean, like it's you know, I mean, I wasn't here for the whole thing. Maybe he was a vampire. I don't I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, uh, just that was very interesting. Like. Clearly, this is the story about American Son, but like, we're just kind of glancing over the fact that he stabbed a dude through the chest. Uh, and it follows. It follows um, I don't know her name actually. Did they cover her name, Nora something? No, I forget who she is. She might have been from the uh, Frontline books. The Frontline books in Marvel, when they do these big events, uh, they show kind of a. From the frontline perspective, it's usually in, in, at the uh, hand of, uh, through, the, through the eyes rather of, of the reporters. So I think she might have been coming from that, uh, and clearly she takes a, a chance to t- takes the opportunity to like dig deep into American Sun and figure out what's going on. Uh, I like that Phil Yurick is a, uh, or I'm sorry, Ben Yurick is like the, the new Robbie Robertson, which I thought was hilarious. He's like in charge. Yeah, Frontline. Yeah, because Ben Yurick left. That's what it was. Frontline is the, the magazine he started. Because, you know, J. Jonah Jameson. Um, this is like people who are pretty much villains. Um, yeah. It's just like this like kind of ragtag team of villains. Like I don't really know what, how to describe them. They were the primary antagonist in a, one of the one of the initiative books and they're kind of just arguing uh, I thought this was like a really weird piece although the artist is uh, Mark Bagley who like I've talked to personally on several occasions uh, and it's like the art is so far superior to the actual to the actual story that's being presented and I just thought it was hilarious but I did I do love the layout it reads it reads top left to right and then it goes down on the bottom left and then goes right which I, I just really dig the layout and how it was done to just like execute it really well in, in two pages um, yeah at the end of the day it's like it doesn't matter right hero villain they're just words but then they see Thor and Thor's like the guy he's the hero uh, Gauntlet is a really dope character in Marvel uh, he's he's a uh, cyborg alien cyborg arm powered soldier the key there is that he's an active soldier. So it's not like he used to be a soldier and I was a hero. He's still like literally I mean he's I think he's at Camp Leatherneck, yeah. He's at he's in Afghanistan in this scene. And they're just talking about like, oh man, it's so cool, like Catherine Steve Rogers is back as Captain America, and Thor's back and back on the Avengers and like uh <laughs> you know, Iron Man's not a jerk this week. And they're like, Why wouldn't you why wouldn't you want to join the Avengers? Because uh, they had, they had asked him to join, and he's like, "From where I'm sitting, the real heroes never left," and it's kind of a it's a nod to to our servicemen and women. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> uh, in the next in the next book, <sighs> Victoria Hand was like Osborne's right hand during the story. In uh, what was it in? She a hero? I'm not, she might have been a hero in in the 
Winter Soldier movie. Because that was the Hydra movie, right? Yeah, that was the Hydra movie. So during Winter Soldier, you saw Victoria Hand, but I feel like, and she was she was a badass. Um, and she ended up being on the show too. She ended up on being on uh, on Agents of Shield. So like, it was really cool. Um, she's kind of a get it done character. Like she is, she's really really cool, and just will do whatever is necessary. Um, she was working for Osborne, but she, it's not like she believed in what he was doing. It was just kind of like that's what she does. That's what she's good at, and that's what she was doing. Like <laughs> kind of managing situations and running the show. Uh, then you also have Maria Hill and Sharon Carter, who is uh, Captain America's longtime flame. Uh, and here is kind of a preview into the 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 what do they call them? Secret Avengers. I feel like it was called Secret Avengers. Anyway, uh, she's got some sort of sickness. I forget what it is. Um, but the Absorbing Man runs through the <laughs> the hall. They have him turn into crystal shoot him uh the, the, again it's just kind of a quick action romp but it, it it's a preview into the secret avengers book because sharon carter becomes a secret avenger uh and then was it prior to this or a no after this because she's a technically an avenger uh she ends up somehow getting captain america's powers if i recall correctly something along those lines anyway it was just kind of like a hey watch these characters they're important uh, same thing with Blue Marble. I, don't, I think Blue Marble did get his own series. Uh, Blue Marble's kind of like the Superman of Marvel. Technically, Hyperion is the Superman of Marvel, but he's a bad guy. Um, but he's like, he lives on the moon. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The Mariana, the Mariana Trench? Isn't it Marianus? I feel like that's spelled wrong. Anyway, the tr the, the like super deep trench, uh, he lives in, the, in that. He kind of like pulled away from the hero stuff. Uh, he was around the, this, the suit right in the middle there. I know you can't see my cursor, but right in the middle where, where you, it's like like a Batman suit. It's, it's in the tube. That's his like 90s, 80s costume. But he he sees this as like nobody on the scene. Although I think it's funny because they say the Winter Guard are there. And the Winter Guard, to my recollection, had been dead at this point. So I don't remember. I don't know how they explain that. Um, yeah, he kind of goes out there and same, same thing like, like with the, um, like with the gravity story, he finds like why he should be a hero and why, cause he's like, I'm not, he's trying to talk to, he's talking to the, the watcher and he's like, I'm not going to go out there. It's all politics. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like get in trouble for accidentally doing something. Um, essentially it's like, I, I'm not trying to play games when I want to, well, what I want to do is just be a superhero and protect people. And the situation where he goes out, and he's, he saves people from, from Hyperion. And this little girl is like, thank you. He's like, you know what? Maybe there, there is a reason to be a hero. So then he's just showed doing all these kind of Superman-like things or bringing food and aid and things and going to Haiti, Ecuador, and Paris, Singapore. Just, you know, doing some stuff, getting some work done. <laughs> um, Taskmaster, again, um, came out from Taskmaster was was he a bad guy in the initiative? He, again, he was kind of a throwaway for like all of the 70s, 80s, 90s. It was just like, we want a really cool fight. Let's bring in Taskmaster. He's kind of, he's not like a leader per se. He's just, uh, he's an assassin. Uh, he's, he's like Deathstroke. He's really like Deathstroke from DC. 
But then, like, in the mid-2000s, they kind of started making him interesting. He was part of something different. He was part of bigger organizations. Um, and then just would kind of show up way more often. So people knew who he was. So then he got his own series. Squirrel Girl, again, just... She had, I think... I think she had quit the... Maybe she didn't quit the, the Avengers. She, what, what do they call them? The Great Lakes Avengers? I think originally it was Great Lakes Avengers, and then it was the Great Lakes X-Men. <laughs> um... She's like B C list heroes. And this what's funny here is that this is kind of the era where they were trying to bring her back in. They were trying to make her more of a thing. And it ended up kind of working. Cause she was created in like the nineties. And I think she was on the Great Lakes Avengers, and it was like not good. Like the stories were not good, the art was not good. The, I mean, her name is Squirrel Girl. Like, it's not good stuff. However, she got her own series, and she's, like, now one of the most popular characters, which is, I think, crazy. But the books are written really well, and it's, like, really interesting. So, yeah. Uh, now we have uh, the last one. I actually didn't get a chance to read. Uh, well, not read again, rather. I've read it, but it was, like, a long time ago. And this is uh, Shuri. Uh, if you've seen the Black Panther movie, Shuri becomes, in the comics, she she becomes Black Panther for a while. I don't... I don't recall if there was actually magical powers bestowed upon her in the comics. I know she became Black Panther, and that's what mattered. She goes into a fight. To kind of justify that she can whoop some ass. Really, that's all it is. She whoops the dude's ass, and she's like, I'm the Black Panther. That's all it is. Uh, let's see. Let's go this man of God. Uh, this is the, the talk of when they found uh, when they found Captain America. Uh, the frozen Captain America. Uh, I'm going to butcher this. I want to say native, but I feel like there's a different name for people that live in Alaska uh, that were there originally. But anyway, uh, the native population of Alaska, the one of the tribes found Captain America frozen. They had worshipped him as a god. And then Namor shows up and he's like, what is this? This is my friend. And then he takes him back and then the Avengers find him. And that's kind of history. And like the, the kids like, you know, I don't believe you. You're full of, you're full of crap. That's all it is. It's like faith. <laughs> and then we have the Zodiac. <sighs> Again, another kind of just plot device. There was a thing in the early 2000s, late 90s. They, they keep bringing back this character and think it's ridiculous. Uh, he's just never He's just never that interesting. Um, but yeah. Well, in, in this case, it was characters. Uh, but the Zodiac was like a group that was very loosely associated and they would like share the Zodiac key and I don't even remember what actually came of all that originally but anyway <laughs> um, so somehow I don't know what office he was put in um, Cloud 9 was a very interesting situation because that was during the the, when it was the Avenger Initiative, um, 
they made it illegal after the after the superhero registration act which if you've seen avengers 2 you know what what that is um rather civil war what am i talking about um after the superhero registration act you had to join it was not optional it was like if you had powers you had to join uh war machine came up on this girl flying in the clouds in, in the outfit here at the end and she was like what is your name and she's like i'm abby and he's like no what stop it and he's like your your what is your code name and they like recruited her like mid flight and he's like you have to you have to sign you have to join and you have to be trained or we're going to shut you down and uh i love this i, I do love this and he says uh you're kind of the shit <laughs> i was hoping you'd become one of the trainers at the academy uh, she says that in order. He says a request. Uh, doesn't say here anything about my superhero license. About as my my first act in office was to revoke the registration act. It's over. And here's my question. I don't remember. Um. I don't remember what position he was put in, because to say that he has a the position to revoke a legal bill in the United States of America he'd have to be the president I'm pretty sure and it'd have to be an executive action like I don't know exactly what I don't know I really don't know how they like play that out and then there's just a bunch of art uh, and I dig that I, I like that they show off a bunch of stuff um, Hero Past of Atlas uh, the Atlas era 1950s Atlas era uh, they brought all these characters, 3D Man, uh, Gorilla Man. Uh, although, that's not the original 3D Man. I don't know why they used that picture. Um, M11, the human robot. Uh, again, it was very very similar. They 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 brought up these new stories, kind of re redone. Um, they had re repainted these. These are old stories that they got repainted. It's very interesting to watch stories from the from the like 70s and 80s and how they were done how the art how it was done we'll talk about that way more in a couple weeks a few weeks probably yeah just kind of a flashback and again touching that touching that scroll thing uh, the cool thing about uh, 3D Man was that 3D Man could see through disguises which is why he was uh really useful during or at least the new 3d man was really useful during the secret invasion or at least to, towards the end of it yeah it was secret avengers there it is beast valkyrie nova <laughs> moon knight and war machine although that changed and like they were not very secret a lot of the stuff was like off world i think the first three stories were like off planet or at least two of the first three let's say it was very interesting yeah sharon carter is like uh i think she was on the secret avengers yeah yeah that's what i was saying right there uh then the other the irredeemable ant-man so not neither scott lang nor uh hank pym it was what is his name I don't remember his name. But yeah, that was the, the team. 
this is kind of i love when they do the art process art is like my my crack cocaine like seeing this stuff i love seeing design stuff like this this whole captain america thing right here where it shows how they were designing him how they went around although i think that first one's ridiculous super duper ridiculous um and you can see kind of how it like grew and and evolved and i, I dig it i also love and i wish and it's from one of my one of my i want to say country folk but it's not country it's like region because i don't know Djurjevic might be croatian or something but yeah the the redesign was done by marco Djurjevic. marco Djurjevic. i think that's i feel like that's probably serbian or croatian but it's just i love the process and it's very much inspired from the first american um which which is like a whole other story that we'll get into one day i hope but it's cool because he has that costume and then that made it into uh winter soldier as like the covert suit and this is the the avengers academy the new the new peeps the new new in training teams and this is a touch of the actual primary avengers book with art by jim chung who is one of my favorites he's got he's really good just all over the place fastball special my favorite I also love that because oh, because Bucky is Captain America in this in this here. <laughs> what are you doing? Holy but a goodie! And I love that everyone knows what the fastball fastball special is. Uh, this is it looks like a, a frost giant is attacking New York. Oh, is this a flashback? Yeah, when they... That's gotta be a flashback. <laughs> uh, some of the greatest stuff where you realize that all of... Most of the stuff is really kind of... <laughs> you have the scene where... Osborne's trying to posture and he's like I've got I've got Ares and he's he's badass you know okay like yeah we stopped the thing but now it's like everyone's ready to fight because the Avengers at this time were still uh, on the run from Norman's Avengers and Thor's like nobody can move you go And I love that. All due respect, Thor, but this is absolutely none of your concern. Do you wish to do battle with me today right here? <laughs> no? Then you go. Then you go right now. I love that. You and I shall have words another day. It's completely up to you how that might go. And that's essentially, this is like how, uh, this was the, the inciting incident for, for Siege. He kind of embarrassed him. <laughs> That's, you know, Osborne's ego. Is this is this from the Avengers book or this is from Tales of Suspense? 
Oh, it's from Iron Man. I didn't see this one. Early Avengers stuff. Classic. The Astonishing X-Men. Yeah, this was kind of like hits of, of little stuff going on. Here's where... I think this was the setup for... Was this the setup for... Can't think of this as the setup for the other Hulk storyline, because uh, Amadeus Cho was the smartest, smartest dude in the Marvel universe. He was like 15 or something, and he was friends with the Hulk, and it was very interesting. But I don't remember if this was the setup for when he. I mean, it was all a long setup essentially. Um, what was, what was the book that this is prim premiering? Amazing Fantasy 15. Okay, so this was just like a side story. But the thing about this is that it's... <laughs> this dog, I swear. She's trying to dig herself under the blanket. <laughs> uh, this, this eventually would lead into Amadeus Cho also becoming a Hulk. So... Yeah, very interesting stuff. Uh, this is uh, Thunderbolts. Kind of got a redesign again for the 47th time. Uh, I love the Thunderbolts concept. I always have ever since it started. I think Thunderbolts is one of the best and most underused series and, and concepts ever. Loved the entire first run. First issue to the last. So well done. The, like, kind of in-between Thunderbolts thing was weird. The, like, cage fighting or whatever. I never actually read it. I love that that Mach 1 kept upgrading. And just every subsequent version was just another Mach. So, by this time, he was up to Mach 5. <laughs> uh, which, isn't that a isn't that a Razor? Uh, Fixer had, at this point, died twice, I think. I love that Juggernaut was on the team. I, I think Juggernaut is very good when played as a hero. I think it's very interesting. And I think that is it in the book. Yeah, uh, Young Allies, uh, which Gravity falls into when he once he realizes that everything is cool and you can be a hero again. Uh, young Allies is a thing that happens. But I think what I think is very interesting is that they have Firestar on it. Because uh, they try to play Firestar way younger than she is. Like, she's in her 20s at the absolute very least. Uh, she was a new mutant. Uh, classic, like an original new mutant. She's been an Avenger. Uh, so to have her be in the young, the, the young allies I thought was really weird. And, like, to give her her old stupid costume I thought was even weirder. I really enjoyed her costume in the 90s and early 2000s. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a very strange... Strange thing. I never did read that series, but uh, maybe by the time we hit Y, I will have, and uh, we'll we'll be able to touch on that. I also love that this statue is Captain Britain on the Age of Heroes thing, <laughs> not uh, the original, not the Avengers. Uh, that's it. Uh, don't know who else. Who's who's still with me here? Who's? That's weird. Oh, I clicked the wrong button. Is Y. Adley and Ducky. Uh, Adley, I think, is just 
monitoring. I don't know if you're around Edley. You haven't voiced any opinions or thoughts on this, so uh, Blotter was the only one to say something. Say some nice stuff. Digs the layout. But yeah, that's it for this week. Um, next week, provided that no other life things come in the way, as life tends to do, uh, we'll have our guest, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll say right now, I'll give you guys a preview. Uh, it is Michael Heitkemper, uh, the book right here, Acts of Contrition, Acts of Contrition from Insane Comics, which is actually a local uh, Chicago area comic book publisher. Uh, really, really excited about that. I think it's going to be a really good conversation. It's really, it's like a mafia, it's like mafia meets angels. Like that's the, that's the setup. So yeah, that should be fun. For those listening and watching in the future, make sure you give us a review on the podcast. If you're listening on the podcast, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit like and subscribe. Uh, subscribe to the main channel, of course. Link right down here. Right down here. <laughs> uh, yeah, make sure check us out all over the things. And then, of course, we do this live on Caffeine every single week. Caffeine.tv slash T3G Media. Check us out. Join the conversation. Otherwise, it's just me talking to a camera and Edley watching me, kind of. (laughs) Thanks for watching. We'll see you in the next one.